another book was opened, which is the Book of Life. I've heard that song sung before, but I've never had that phrase that she sang hit me the way it did just a moment ago. Oh, to see my name written in the book. I like that. Where's my name? Where's my name? Where's my name? Right there. That's good. There's a real book. There's a real Lamb's Book of Life. And if you're saved, then your name is in the Lamb's Book of Life. Amen. Psalm 103. Thank you, Susie. Thank you so much for the music. I'll mention that again in just a moment. My wife and I went to, uh, I believe it's Ormond. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, Port Orange. Port Orange, where the lighthouse is. And we paid our money I, uh, for us to go and, and uh, go to the lighthouse, see it, and, and to walk up the stairs. Anybody ever been inside that lighthouse or another lighthouse? Okay, you climb the steps and stuff. And we, we, climbed, we, we climbed up the, the, the steps, and we got to the top, interior in the top. And they have some windows there that you can look out. And then they have another set of steps that go up to an opening, and you're actually outside, you know. And I couldn't wait to get up there. And I said, honey, come on, it's just a few more steps. She said, oh, no. And I said, oh, you've come all this way. You know, you're not telling me. I, and, I, and I went up there, because I'd never been up there before. And I went up there, and, and they have it all screened in. You couldn't fall out if you wanted to. All screened in. And uh, you can see through it, you know, but uh, there's a screen. So I came back down. I said, honey, it's totally safe. There's no problem. It's all screened in. She said, I trust you. I believe you. I'll just stay right here. I'm totally fine. What did I do? I just stayed there with my wife. No, I went back up there. I climbed all those stairs. I wanted to enjoy. I, I, I wanted to walk all around and enjoy the view. And, and what a magnificent vista. What, what a magnificent view it, it is. And I, I, I like that. I, I, I like those kinds of things. My, my pastor that I served with in Pensacola, Florida, we were at a conference in Jacksonville. And I was driving the van. My pastor was a very uh, strong leader. I mean, strong leader. And um, uh, boy, I tell you, he, he was a strong leader. And um, uh, rather intimidating at times. Um, and I'm driving the van. And we're going over one of those tall bridges in Jacksonville. And I did not know this about my pastor. He was sitting in the passenger seat of the church van. And, and as we're going up over, and I'm looking around, you know, and I get to the top. And, and, and he, he's, oh, 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 be careful, be careful. And I saw a, 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 just a moment of weakness there in my pastor. And what did I do? I just drove nice. No. I wiggled that steering wheel. <laughs> Say, stop it, stop it, stop it, Mark. I did not know he's afraid of heights. If you've climbed up the top of a hill or climbed up the top of a mountain and, and uh, your, your, your attention is focused on the next step, the next, the next uh, thing to grab a hold of, and, and once you get on top and, and, and you turn around and you look, 
all the beauty and the majesty of the view that you have. I want to take a few moments to speak to you on the subject of the pinnacle of revival. We've had a marvelous uh, past few days this past week of revival meeting. I mean, souls were saved. Jose trusted Christ as his Savior. God bless you, Jose. Good to see you, man. Others, others received Christ as their Savior. And we rejoice. And, and, and uh, the, the altars were full most every night. And, uh, boy, it's, an, it's nice to have a place to come to pray. I came in, and some folks were praying uh, bright and early this morning, and, and I thought, boy, that's good. And just spent some time with the Lord in prayer right, right here. Uh, it's, it's, it's good to have a place to come to meet the Lord. And, uh, and, and I just can't get over all the, all, all that went into building those. But, but uh, you know, I encourage you, please, to not look at revival as something that has passed. Boy, it was great you know, last week. By the way, if you, if you miss the services, then as soon as they get them uploaded, uh, please watch them on, on, uh, on the web. Uh, that, that message about David and Goliath. Wow. I, I, just, I just couldn't believe it. It was, it was just pictured so vividly in my mind. And the great insights. And then the, the message about uh, on Veterans Day, about our, our nation, our country, and blessed is the nation uh, whose God is the Lord. And uh, all, all those messages, all of them were, were, were just tremendous. But it's not something that should be past. It's something that should be ever-present. And the pinnacle of revival, the, the, the tippy-top, the top of the lighthouse, when you actually go out and you actually can see the majesty of Almighty God is found... I believe in Psalm 103, and we're going to focus only, God willing, only on one verse, verse number one. The Bible says, and read it aloud with me if you have it, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. All that is within me. I'm going to share with you some, some thoughts about our, our heart and the problem of the human heart, the problem of the human heart is found within. Someone said this, the heart of the human problem is the problem in the human heart. So let's go to the Lord and ask him to speak to our hearts today. Would you please, let's all bow our heads together. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the music and Lord, how that we can praise your name as, as your family here, this local church. And Lord, I pray that, that other churches would also worship and praise your name in a way that's glorifying and pleasing unto thee. Lord, I pray that our hearts will be in tune with you. So Lord, do surgery now. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would guide and direct in every word that is said. May you help us magnify and make much of Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus, we're here to worship you. We're here to have you usher us into, as our great high priest, into the presence of God the Father. And Lord, the three-in-one God, Lord, I thank you so much for this great mystery and what we're going to enjoy as we, as we are with you for eternity. And Lord, help us to understand this psalm in a way that, that you would have us to. And if there's someone in here who does not know you in the forgiveness of sin, May they trust you 
as their Lord and Savior. In Jesus' precious name we ask these things. Amen. You cannot genuinely praise someone from your heart if you are at odds with them. You know? Uh, it, it comes out dry and empty. It comes out begrudgingly. It comes out as merely a compliment at best. If you're angry at someone or you sense that they're angry with you because of something that you did and your conscience is convicting you, you cannot praise that person freely from your heart. Such is the case. Such is the case. Across our world, as people sing songs like Amazing Grace, How Sweet the Sound that Saved a Wretch Like Me, they might be saved, but if they're not walking with the Lord, they cannot praise the Lord. They'll simply go through the motions and mumble the song as everyone else sings as well. That is not a pinnacle of revival. It is not. You're missing out. You might be climbing the steps of, of, of revival. And by the way, it's so important that we confess all of our known sin that we've committed against the Lord. That we confess the, not just the sins we've committed, but the sins that we've omitted against the Lord. Both are, are, are clear in God's Word. You might say, well, I, I, don't, uh, I don't drink and I don't chew and I don't run with girls who do, you know. But I look across here and I, I, I see some empty chairs and I wonder, wow, I wonder why so-and-so wasn't here. Boy, I'm glad to see you. I'm glad to see you. It's great. But Satan will offer us any excuse. He has a whole library full of them. Why we should not serve the Lord. I encourage you, please, to not miss the pinnacle of revival. To not miss His grace and His power. And in this passage, I'm going to give you four thoughts, and, and uh, you can just write down four words. And, and I encourage you to write it down in your margin, a piece of paper, or something, something along that line. Verse number one, we'll see first to, that we're to praise the Lord pointedly. You see, the pinnacle of, of revival is proper praise. Proper praise. The pinnacle of revival. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. That first, that first word, bless, you'll remember in Psalm chapter 1, verse 1, the Bible starts out saying, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, or sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Let me ask you something. What is the word blessed, blessed? What does that word mean? Someone tell me. What is it? Happy. 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 Happy is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. If you want joy, real joy, wonderful joy, let Jesus come into your heart. Let him be your Lord. Let him be the captain of your ship. Consult with him before making a decision. Let him guide you every step of the way. He wants to be, listen please, your very best friend. And he will be your BFF, to use the pop culture abbreviations on Twitter and those kinds of things. Your best friend forever. But most of the time, we just put up with having to go through the motions of punching our card on Sunday morning or on Sunday night or on Thursday night and say, now God, I'm, 
you ought to be really impressed with me. Blessed. Blessed is the man. So if it's, if it's happy, then when we see this word, bless the Lord, O my soul, praise, proper praise, should make the Lord happy. Bless the Lord, O my soul. So does our praise please God? This is not a message on music. This is not a message on, on praise. This is a message on our heart. On our heart, bless the Lord, O my soul. Um, so if you're jotting down uh, the words, the first word to jot down is praise the Lord pointedly. Pointedly. Bless the Lord. Capital L, capital O-R-D. Jehovah God is the Hebrew. Jehovah God. That is the name for the covenant-keeping nature of God. He keeps His covenant. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Those are promises of God's Word. God keeps His promises, folks. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Praise the Lord pointedly. Make sure that your praise goes to Him. Anything that God's given to you, anything that God's given to me, it is what? It is a gift. It is a gift. And I ask you, please, where would we be without God in our life? Praise the Lord pointedly. Make sure it's clear who gets the praise. You want God's, you want the praise that you give to the Lord to please Him? Then make sure that you are focusing upon Him. I struggle with that at church. I'll be honest with you, you know. You see my halo tilting a little bit? I'm standing up here. This is my spot. Everybody has their spot, right, in church? Brother Dave, Brother, Brother Dave, you're sitting over here. You're supposed to be over there. <laughs> I'm teasing you. I, hey, folks, visit the other church. You know, they go back and forth and visit the other church. There's a church over here, a church over here. There's not a church split. It's just that we don't fellowship, you know, very much. And so I like it when people go uh, across the way. But anyway, as I'm sitting over here, and we're singing, Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. And I'm, sing and, and, and I'm singing it, and you know what sometimes I'm thinking? Someone handed me an announcement I need to make. There's so-and-so. Oh, they're back. They're back from the hospital. Marge, good to have you back. Good to see you. So many, so many folks and, and different things and distractions come into my mind. Okay, what's next? Uh, what, what, what is, is the choir singing next and that kind of thing? All those things come into my mind standing over here when we're singing, Great is thy faithfulness. And the Lord smote me, as it were, in my heart and said, Hey, boy. What are you doing? Well, I'm planning. This is a time to praise me. Yes, yes, Lord, that's right. And so I began focusing my attention as we sung. And I thought, you know, everything else will work out. I don't have to worry about those things. I'm just going to focus my attention and my praise on the Lord. And I, sometimes I just get my eyes off of you guys, and I raise my eyes just a little bit higher so I'm not distracted. And I, I imagine that I'm singing to the Lord alone. Proper praise praises the Lord pointedly. Pointedly, Psalm 34, verse 1 says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Jehovah, God, is used in this chapter as a name for God, used in this chapter 11 times. 
Bless the Lord. Bless Him. It's not because of your smarts that you have achieved your position in your business. It's not because of your intellect and your financial prowess that you've made good decisions on, on your investments. It's not because you were a wise uh, parent that your children turned out wonderfully. No. Thank you, Lord, for your bountiful gifts. Paul and Sandy Karpenko, they have a daughter that they're not going to walk down the aisle and, and see her get married. They have a daughter that uh, she, she's not going to uh, go out there and play on, uh, when, we, when we have a church picnic and play softball. You see her from time to time, and she's in a wheelchair, and they've cared for her, and they've looked after her for years, and they continue to. Listen, please. One day that precious daughter is going to walk and run like everybody else. That could be me. That could have been you. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I point my praise unto thee. Praise him pointedly. If you want to have a pinnacle of revival, you get to that place of right, you're right with God and, and everything is, is confessed and, and you're seeking to please him and honor him and, and, and you're doing what you can to be involved in, 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 in getting the gospel out, whether it's uh, handing out tracts or whether it's coming and helping on Saturdays or being involved as an usher, Sunday school teacher, nursery, I don't know, whatever. But if you want the pinnacle of that revival... If you want the majestic view of who God is and what he wants to do through you, then my friend, you just focus on praising him. Number two, praise the Lord pointedly. Number two, praise the Lord personally. Look at it, please. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Oh my soul. Now, I tell people all the time, we need to be in church together. Some people, uh, they, don't, they don't think that's very important. They really don't. They, they think, well, I can worship God uh, out on my boat or, or out on a golf cart or, or I can worship God wherever. God's everywhere, isn't he? So I can worship him anywhere. There's something about coming together. And by the way, the Bible says we're to, to do it. Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together as a matter of some is. But just getting together in the same room and depending on the song leader to praise the Lord. And we're just kind of riding along. We're just kind of going through the motions. We're just kind of planning what's next. We're just thinking, okay, what do I have to do after I leave here? Uh, I've got a, a lot to do. Boy, I hope the preacher is not long-winded today, you know. <laughs> I heard that amen, good. I'll take them wherever I can get them. <laughs> Y'all are scared of saying amen. Um, need some spark plugs in here. And Pastor Reynolds was preaching. I, I, I tried to lead the charge. Anyway, personally, praise the Lord personally. Oh, my soul. Now, what's our soul? It is our mind, our will, and our emotions. That's our soul. The Bible says that God breathed into man the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Do animals have souls? Yes. Do they have a living, never-dying soul? No. No, they don't. And go ahead and, and write me. 
uh, pastor of VolusiaBaptist.org. I know I've made the animal rights people very angry uh, with that. They do not have an eternal soul. Jesus did not die for your beagle. I apologize. I'm sorry. He died for the sins of mankind. Men, women, and children. Our soul is fulfilled the most whenever we praise the Lord. Romans chapter 1. Turn with me, please, if you would, in your Bibles to Romans chapter 1. I want you to see these verses. Romans chapter number 1 and verse 21. Say, so, well, preacher, do I really have to do this, uh, this thing of praise? You know, pinnacle of revival, I understand, okay, we're, we're together and congregational. You're trying to get everybody to sing more. <laughs> I'm trying to get you to sing on Tuesday. I'm trying to get you to sing on Friday. I'm trying to get you to praise the Lord on Saturday evening. I'm trying to get you to praise the Lord whenever you see His majestic artwork as a sunset. I want you to praise the Lord when we get a flat tire. I want you to praise God in everything. Give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. 1 Thessalonians 5.18. Romans chapter 1 and verse 21, the Bible says, because that... When they knew God. Hold it there. Look at me. Believers know God. Okay? So, before you think for a moment that this does not apply to you, the application could, could come uh, against Christians as well as the lost. Because that when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were what? Thankful. But became what? vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened, professing themselves to be wise, they became what? Fools. And it goes on to show the perversion and debasement and, and the, the, the reprobate and, and where God gave them over and just gave up on mankind. And where did it start? Because that when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were thankful. My friend, I, I invite you and I plead with you and I ask of you to be thankful and to praise Him pointedly and for you to praise Him personally, personally. Don't depend on anyone else. Don't depend on your preacher. Don't, don't, young people, don't depend on your parents. Praise God personally one-on-one -on -one before God. Number three, after you praise Him pointedly, without question, that your praise goes to the Lord and, 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 and Him alone. And praise the Lord personally, oh, my soul. And praise the Lord then, next, praise the Lord powerfully. The Bible says, and all that is within me. Praise the Lord powerfully. Psalm 92 verse 1 says, It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High. Flip over one page to the left to Psalm 98. Psalm 98 and look at verse 4, please. Psalm 98 verse 4, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord all the earth. Make a, what kind of noise? A loud noise and rejoice and sing praise. Now, just because a church sings loudly does not mean that they're right with God. 
It does not mean that they're right with God. But a church that is right with God will usually sing out. And, and I'm so glad that Psalm 100 says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. I can't sing, preacher. Can you make noise? Well, when West Virginia won yesterday, we made some noise. I mean, you got to cheer on West Virginia when they win. I mean, it doesn't happen a whole lot, you know. Maybe your team won yesterday. If you were at the field... You probably didn't sit there, go team. <laughs> Little banner, go team. Yay, rah, rah. <laughs> Did you see that catch? Wow, that was amazing. One-handed. Did you see it? Oh, man, it was marvelous. I've never seen anything like it. We're in church. Don't be careful. We don't want to wake up the people who are sleeping. There's something about when we get excited, God made us to get loud. You know, it, it, it's okay. And, and, it, and it seems like, you know, this, this thought of reverence, yes. Reverence in the house of God. But Second Chronicles, jot down this, Second Chronicles 20, verse 19. When they came into the house of God, Second Chronicles 20, 19, they praised the Lord with a loud voice. And God thought so much of what was going on and the praise and the prayer and all that, that, that he sent down fire from heaven and he lit the altar himself. Now, folks, I'm not saying that we're going to see literal fire from heaven. But we do know that that uh, the day of Pentecost, that the presence of the Holy Spirit for the first time in dwelling those believers, excuse me, uh, filling those believers for the first time, we, we find that there was a, the, it was symbolized, just as the Holy Spirit was symbolized as a dove, it was symbolized as flames of fire over their head. Folks, I just soon God ignite our worship. I'd love that. I'm not afraid of God's fire. I don't want strange fire. I don't want man's fire, but I do want God's fire. Praise the Lord powerfully with all that is within me. All that is within me. Bless his holy name. And so, yes, I do get up here and I, I, I just, I, the choir, you know, we get to a certain point and I'm, God, sing it, come on, you know. I do that kind of stuff. I try, not, I try to do it, you know, like in the director's box during, during Sunday services. But uh, when I get through with choir practice, you know, I've, I've done the cheerleader thing, you know, all during choir practice. Now, now sing it. Hit it strong, you know. What am I doing? I'm encouraging them that it's okay to, with all that is within me, bless his holy name. Proper praise praises the Lord pointedly. Proper praise praises the Lord personally. And praises the Lord powerfully. Powerfully. It's a good thing. It's biblical. Look at the end of the verse. Verse 1. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. And we can see in the text that the word bless was added. And all that is within me, his holy name. It's about him. 
Number four, praise Him preeminently. Preeminently. Not just one of many, I'm, I'm pointing to Him. No, preeminently. That in all things He might have the preeminence, the Bible says. Thank the Lord for who He is. That's what, that's what that means. Thank the Lord for who He is. Bless His holy name, His nature, His nature. Spend some time telling God what you know about Him. Guys, let me tell you something. We need to do this. We need to do more of this. If we would do it with the Lord about His nature and admiring and glorifying Him for who He is and kind of get in, in, in the understanding of, of, of doing that, it might just roll over into our marriage to where we, we praise our wife for who she is, her nature. Oh, it's so much easier just to thank somebody for what they do. Well, thank you for that, you know, and, and thank you for what you've done and, and these kinds of things. But if you really want to praise someone, if you want to praise Almighty God, then you praise Him for His righteousness. You praise Him for His justice. You praise Him for His unwavering love. You praise Him for His consistency. You praise Him for His power in answering prayer. You praise Him for His nature. And if you want to have an impact on your wife... Praise her for who she is and what that means to you. By the way, ladies, we could stand some of that too. <laughs> we got this little thing that really plagues us. It's called ego. Yeah. <laughs> what you don't realize is those kinds of things actually makes the message shorter because it seems like to the preacher that he's getting through. All right, go on. Praise the Lord preeminently, His holy name. Did you know that there is such a thing as, it's called a taste berry? A taste berry. Has anyone ever heard of those before? Taste berry? Okay. Brittany has and, and a few others have. Yeah. A taste berry is, is a, a, a rare uh, plant that, that uh, has little red, red berries that come. It's in, uh, native of West Africa. And the berry is about the size and the shape and the look of a kidney bean, a little kidney bean, and it's, and it's bright red. And the taste berry has, has a protein in it. It's called a miraculin. This is the protein. Uh, you, can, you can look it up. I'm not making this up. And if you take that fruit berry, that taste berry, if you take that and you chew it up, it has an amazing, that, that uh, miraculin, that protein. Uh, you kind of swish it around your mouth and don't swallow it very quickly. Just let it, let it uh, get all over your tongue and all that kind of thing. Then temporarily, anything that is bitter that you eat or drink that is bitter temporarily tastes sweet. You can try it and you, and you can uh, uh, take a, a lemon or anything, or pickle, or sauerkraut, or, you know, uh, you know whatever. That, that is, that is uh, normally, it would just make you pucker, you know, and not in a good way. Um, and you, but but if, you, if you eat that taste berry first, 
then that lemon tastes like an orange. It doesn't taste bitter at all. It's a temporary effect. It'll wear off. But it's, it's proven. It's a natural thing. New York Times came out with this story years ago. And uh, whenever, they, whenever they published it, then all of a sudden, you couldn't get taste berries anywhere because everyone wanted to try it. And the price skyrocketed, and people couldn't get a hold of them. Uh, I've not tried it myself. I'm just, I'm just reading, you know, the, the testimonials of, of so many. Let me tell you something. Praise to a believer is like a taste berry for life. When you start praising God and, and thanking Him for who He is, then you look at the things that come across our path in life. And when it should perhaps make us bitter, instead, the praise of God and His presence with us, it makes it taste sweet. Where someone would be going, rustum, 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 grumble, grumble, can't believe I, I had this happen, or the, the washing machine busted, or, or the, the hot water heater blew up, or, you know, whatever the case may be. A believer who is at the pinnacle of revival, a believer who decides to go out and see the majesty of God's presence and His power, and you're praising Him pointedly, you're praising Him personally, you're praising Him powerfully, you're praising Him preeminently. All found in the first verse. Then you can move on to the rest. And here it is. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. He forgiveth thine iniquities, verse 3. Redeemeth thy life, verse 4. Satisfies thy mouth with good things, verse 5. Executeth righteousness and judgment, known as ways unto Moses, merciful and gracious, verse 8. Uh, verse 10, he hath not dealt with us after our sins. As the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. Verse 12, look at verse 12. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. You know what? We then are able to give proper praise for what he has done. Because we're not just coming to the Lord with a shopping list and saying, God, I want you to do this and that and this and that. And, and by the way, I want to butter you up, so thank you so much for what you did with this and what you did with that. And no, no, no. I am focused on who he is, and I'm in love with you, Lord. I'm in love with you, and I want to praise you. And it's so sweet to walk with you. What was it like, I wonder, to be in the Garden of Eden and Adam and Eve, in the cool of the day, in the cool of the evening, the Bible says that they walked with the Lord. They walked with the Lord. You know, God created us to do that. That's why he made man. That's why he made Eve, to complete Adam, so that they could walk in a better way with the Lord. At the pinnacle of revival with proper praise, that can be reestablished. And we're walking with him. And as we're walking with him, then we say, oh, and by the way, you know I am kind of concerned about this and such, and the Lord says, don't worry, I got that. And he doesn't necessarily tell us how, but we know that we sense his love, and he said, I'll take care of it. There are times that we take care of things for 
our loved ones. I'll leave you with this story. The grandchildren came over. Isn't it something when, when a, a grandparent all of a sudden starts saying, the grandchildren? We were thinking what it would be like to be a, 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 a grandfather. And I wonder what it would be like to be married to a grandmother. <laughs> I'll pay for that one. The grandchildren came over on Friday and spent to spend the night and uh, to kind of uh, sweeten the deal. Um, Tim and Kayla told them, said, Papa is going to have a special prize for you. If you're good, have a special prize for you. And so they told me that, you know, so I'm thinking, okay, so I need to have a special prize. <laughs> and back in my uh, uh, child evangelism days, I would uh, uh, have these animal balloons, you know, the kind of thing that give you, you know, a, a, an aneurysm, you know, when you're trying to blow them up. And I'd make, I'd make animal balloons and things. So I, I keep them in my, in my study. Instead of having a jar full of candy in case kids come in, I, I, I keep those in there. And I had three balloons left. That's all, three balloons. And so uh, I thought, okay, so there's one for Ethan and one for Brielle, and then one in case one of them pops, I'm in good shape. <laughs> so I stuck in my pocket, and that evening I came home, and they said, Papa, Papa, you got prize? And like a wonderful Papa, I said, yes, I do. After I eat dinner. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. I said, okay, all right, all right. So I, I, I finished my plate that, that Hope had made me, and I came in, and I sat down, and I went and, and to blow up that first balloon for him, ask him what they wanted, and that kind of thing, and I, and I, I blew it up. Got about two-thirds of the way, it blown up, and boom, it popped right in my face. I, oh, man, that hasn't happened before. So I reached in my pocket and pulled out another one and blew that one up. It got to about the same spot, and it popped. I'm thinking, oh, no, two kids, one balloon left. Not good. <laughs> and they're both looking at me like, <laughs> reach in my pocket and pull out the last one. Believe it or not, pulled that last one out and blew it up. It did the very same thing. All three. Melody, I'm Melody. I'm sorry, Melody. Brielle was sitting right there. And... Um, and when she saw that third balloon pop, and she knew that I had three balloons, she, her eyes got this big. And I said to her, I said, well, all three of those balloons popped. And she, and I, I said, you know what that means? And big old tears came up in her eyes. And she sat down in the chair and looked away from me and went, And I said, Brielle, you know what that means? No. I said, I guess that means Papa has to take you to the store and buy you a prize. <laughs> and we loaded up in the car, and we went to Dollar Tree, and uh, I told him, I said, pick out whatever you want in the whole store. Get two of them, you know? <laughs> Big spender, you know? 
Sometimes things happen and we don't understand. And it surprised us. It was not according to our plan. But when we're walking with the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth, the one who loves us so much, he died on the cross so that we could go to heaven and be with him. And when those things come into our life, it shocks us, surprises us, might scare us. But we go to the Lord and we say, Lord, I know that you're faithful. I know that you love me. And I don't understand this, but I'm going to praise you. That blesses the Lord. That pleases him. If there's one person I want happy with me, it's Almighty God. And if he takes you to the store, you're coming out with something nice. Let's bow our heads together, please. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. Some people have not even gotten to the pinnacle of arrival yet. We're still playing and toying with sin. Let me tell you something. Sin's going to play and toy with you. You think you're in charge? Satan's in charge. I wonder if you would say, preacher, I really do love the Lord. I really am thankful for his salvation. And I really do want to walk with him like perhaps I used to. I've gotten busy. I've gotten distracted. There are other things that have vied for my attention. I used to hunger and thirst to read the Bible and to, and to pray and spend time with the Lord. And I, and I craved to have that close walk with him. To be honest with you, that has kind of diminished. And I don't like it. And I know my Lord doesn't like it. I want to come back to that close walk with him. I'm a believer in Christ. But I need that communion with him. I want that pinnacle of revival. Say, preacher, that's my testimony. No one's looking. You, me, and God. Would you just commit to the Lord? Yes, that's what I want in my life again. Would you slip your hands up, Christians? Yes, many of us. Many of us. All over the place. All over the place. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Put your hands down. Some of you might say, preacher, if I died today, I don't know that my name is in the Lamb's Book of Life you're talking about. I don't know that I'm saved. You're talking about walking with God. I don't even know him in that personal way. I know about him. I've been to church and all these things. But people talk about being born again. They talk about if they died, do they know for sure that they go to heaven? Preacher, I don't know that. Preacher, would you pray that I'll be saved before it's eternally too late? God is speaking to my heart. I really want that. No one's looking. You, me, and God. If you'd say, preacher, I want to know for sure if I died today that heaven is my home. Would you pray with me about that? Slip your hand up and hold it just for a moment. Let me pray with you about that. Would you please? Honest with God. Yes, God bless you. Yes, yes. Who else? Say, preacher, would you pray? I'll pray in just a moment. I'll pray that God will speak to your heart and let us give a, have an opportunity to share with you how the Bible says you're going to heaven. There's some people here that God's moved upon your heart. He has squeezed your heart in these last few moments. And you're just craving the opportunity to praise Him properly. I mean, it's, not, it's, it's something that you're not going to do it so anybody else can see. You just know you need to do it because He's speaking to your heart. I invite you when we stand. After we pray in just a moment, I invite you to come to Him. This is, this is a way that we can do it here. 
You see, it's not something magical that happens at an altar when you, when you bend your knees and, and, and you, you bow your head before him. And you pray. But it's something that if God moved upon your heart and he told you to do, it's a step of obedience. Would you decide today, I'm going to put him first and I don't care what anyone else thinks. I want again to be enraptured with his majesty and his power and his love. And I want to tell him who he is and what I think of him. And all these other things I need, he'll take care of those. I want to spend some time with him. I invite you to come and tell him that. Heavenly Father, in just a moment, we're going to stand. And Lord, I pray that real worship would take place, that real praise would be offered as a sacrifice from our heart, I pray, Lord, that you'd be pleased. Bless the Lord, O oh, my soul. May you be happy with what we offer unto you. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. I'm going to close the prayer in just a moment. If you'd say, preacher, I do not know that heaven is my home. In other words, if I died right now, I wish I could say that I would be in heaven, but I don't know that for sure. Would you pray right now and ask Jesus to be your Lord and Savior? Would you express your belief in him? Would you simply just pray this prayer? Let me point you to Jesus. Let me just help you in this prayer. You don't have to pray it big and loud. You can whisper it to God where you sit. Something like this, dear Lord Jesus, I believe you died on the cross for me. I believe, I believe you rose again from the dead, like the Bible says. I ask you to forgive me of all my sin. I'm trusting you, Jesus, to take me to heaven when I die. Thank you for paying for my sins. Our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed. If you put your faith, if you ask Jesus to save you just then, I'm going to lift my eyes and no one else is looking. If you say, preacher, as best to know how, I did that and I meant it. Would you raise your hand just for a moment? Let me rejoice with you about that. Would you please? Yes, ma'am, God bless you. God bless your heart. Who else? Yes, yes, sir, God bless you. Praise the Lord. Who else? Preacher, I did that and I meant it. As best I knew how, I asked Jesus to save me just then. With these that raised their hands, how about you? While I wait just a moment. Now, Lord Jesus, I pray that you would, by the power of your Holy Spirit that has indwelt these believers now, Lord, this young lady and this man, and Lord, maybe others, I pray that they would realize that something eternally has happened in their life. Their name is in the Lamb's Book of Life. And I pray, God, that we could rejoice with them, help us to be a blessing to them. Now, Lord, may people today offer you their praise. Praise you for who you are. And we'll thank you for what you're going to do in Jesus' name. Before we stand, decide what you're going to do. If you raise your hand to receive Jesus as your Savior, don't be ashamed of what he did for you. Step out the nearest aisle and let us pray with you and give you some things to take home with you. To start a Christian life with the Lord, let us help you and be a blessing to you, would you? We rejoice with your decision. Perhaps God moved upon your heart to, to follow him in believer's baptism.
because you've already been saved, but now there's a step of obedience. I invite you to come. Maybe God has moved your family to say, this is where I want you to call your church home. Any of those things? But don't forget, spend some time with the Lord down here. If God moved upon your heart, and if God calls you, you come. You come to Him. Now decide what you're going to do, and do it as soon as you stand. You make your move. Let's stand together. Our heads are bowed. Our eyes are closed. No one is looking.